Welcome to the Profitable Painter Podcast. The mission of this podcast is simple, to help you navigate the financial and tax aspects of starting, running, and scaling a professional painting business. From the brushes and ladders to the spreadsheets and balance sheets, we've got you covered. But before we dive in, a quick word of caution. While we strive to provide accurate and up-to-date financial and tax information, nothing you hear on this podcast should be considered as financial advice specifically for you or your business. We're here to share general knowledge and experiences, not to replace the tailored advice you get from a professional financial advisor or tax consultant. We strongly recommend you seeking individualized advice before making any significant financial decision. This is Daniel, the founder of Bookkeeping for Painters. And this is Richard, tax director with Bookkeeping for Painters. And uh, this episode's a little special uh, because Daniel and I are actually uh, together. We're here in Chattanooga, Tennessee for the APPC conference. Uh, Looking forward to it. But we had a little bit of uh, breaking news over this last week about the ERC, and we thought it was important to go ahead and uh, get this out as quickly as possible because it's probably going to affect some of our listeners Um, The big news out of ERC is that it's probably going to be ending early. Uh, The bill in Congress has not yet been signed as of today, but there is a strong indication that ERC is going to come to an end on January 31st, 2024. So if you have not applied for ERC, your deadline to do so uh, is probably going to be passed by the time you listen to this. Um, yeah, and a lot. Of, <clears throat> I think a lot of folks might have, if you're not familiar with it already, you've probably seen it in some way, especially if you're a business owner, which you probably are if you're listening to this, getting you know solicited to apply for the employee retention credit. Uh, and we actually did a prior podcast on this to cover what it is and how you might apply. A lot of folks have been going after this credit and a lot of times they don't actually qualify. And so we want to make sure, uh, that, you know, one that, uh, if you have applied or you're thinking about applying that you actually know what the requirements are. And then two, if you applied and you actually realized retrospectively, like, Oh, I actually probably didn't actually qualify for this. There's actually a voluntary repayment program that uh, the IRS has, as well that you can actually get amnesty basically for giving back the money, um, at least a portion of the money and, you know, not having to worry about getting caught in an audit. Yeah. It's a really pretty good program. Uh, unfortunately is there is a, a time frame on it and what we're going to definitely talk about that more. Uh, so if, if you've ever, you know, thought, well, should I have gotten as much ERC as I did? Should I have gotten it at all? We're just going to kind of cover the basics as to how you can know for sure. And then, like Daniel mentioned, uh, what you can do if if you think that you need to pay some of that back. Um, you know, I, I just want to say, like, the marketing on this has been absolutely aggressive. It is one of the most aggressive marketing campaigns I have seen. I mean, you know, Daniel and I are accountants and we are getting letters in the mail. Uh, I have gotten text messages on my phone from ERC firms saying that I qualify for $26,000 per employee. I'm like, I don't even have employees. I don't, I don't really even have a business. Uh, so, you know, the IRS understands that this has just blown up and that there are certain uh, you know, less than reputable firms out there trying to take advantage of this government money. 
and giving misinformation. So this is really about trying to clear things up and, and helping folks who want to do the right thing, who may have gotten caught up in something uh, that that really isn't their fault. Uh, so to start with, you know, I thought we hit like five kind of misunderstandings about ERC uh, and, and try and clear the air a little bit. So the first one I have is, you know, not every business qualifies for ERC. Uh, regardless of what you've gotten in the mail or heard on your voicemail, uh, you know, there are criteria for whether you can you can get this money. Uh, the easiest criteria, the most straightforward one, is a 50% reduction in your gross revenue during 2020 or a 20% reduction in your gross revenue for 2021. Now, to kind of clarify, it's not the entire year of 2020 or 2021, but it's done uh, on a per quarter basis. So second quarter, 2020, third quarter, 2020, fourth quarter, if you have a 50% reduction in gross revenue during one of those quarters, you probably qualify. For 2021, it's Q1, Q2, Q3. If you have a 20% reduction during one of those quarters, one or more, then you probably qualify. And the more complicated one is the government shutdown. That's the other. If So if you don't qualify for the reduction in your gross revenue, you can qualify under the government shutdown. You know, having a government shutdown order that impacted a portion or your business generally or a significant portion of your business. And so this one is the one that has been kind of uh, abused, I think, most because it's a little it's a little gray, but it's not as gray as what some folks think it is. <laughs> um, so basically, you need a government order in your hand from you know your state or municipality uh, that shows that your your business was impacted, you know, shut down during a period in 2020, 2021 due to 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 COVID. So you need to actually have a government order in hand. Um, and, uh, you know, it could be it impacted your supplier, but you can't have had an, a uh, material that would have replaced. So, for example, like, let's say that Sherwin-Williams was shut down and so you didn't have access to Sherwin-Williams paints, but you had a, you know, um, you could go to Home Depot and get bare so that that's comparable. So you wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, get the ERC because of that, because you had a replacement, you know, that was comparable. So basically the, the folks that have legitimately um, applied for the ERC, they had a government order like states like Pennsylvania, California, the folks that had those actual shutdowns and it, you know, there's usually a, a state letter where the government governor is saying, Hey, we're shutting down the, uh, these, these types of businesses and they'll list them out and basically you identify, okay, painting businesses, we're not allowed to, to do business either interior or exterior. And so that if you had, you know, a significant part of your business shut down, you, for that period of time, you'll be able to qualify for the ERC. Yeah. And I also want to point out that uh, this reduction in revenue and government order, this is an either or thing. So if you have the reduction in revenue, but you don't have the government order, you're okay. Same same way if you have the government order, but maybe you didn't have the reduction in revenue, that's okay too. Uh, you don't have to have both. You just have to have one. 
the second kind of misunderstanding is, uh, you know, you, you probably can't claim the full $26,000 per employee. And we have seen some firms do this where they say you've got X amount of employees, multiply that by 26,000. That's the kind of money you're going to get. And it doesn't, it doesn't quite work that way. Um, this is where those affected periods come into play. You know, there's six quarters that may have qualified for ERC that we talked about. You know, the, the last three quarters of 2020 and the first three of 2021. Each quarter has to be affected. And the amount that you can get per employee is based on the quarter. So 2020, it is 50% of the first $10,000 you paid your employee. So if you pay him $10,000, you can get $5,000 ERC if you have an affected period. In 2021, that number jumps to 70% of the first 10000 so now you're looking at $7,000 per employee. So if you can prove that you were affected for all six quarters, you've got 5,000, 5,000, 5,000, then 7,000, 7,000, 7,000, that's 26,000. That's the max. But you have to show that you qualified for each period and you have to have paid that employee at least $10,000 or more during those affected quarters to get that max. Um, you know, the, the third point is that not every COVID impact qualifies a business. Uh, and we, we kind of touched on that earlier. Uh, maybe your business was partially impacted by COVID. But like Daniel mentioned, you know, you were able to find a comparable material someplace else. Uh, one that comes up a lot is uh, mask mandates. Uh, yes, masks are annoying. No doubt. And it is hard to paint wearing a mask. However, uh, having to wear a mask is not considered to be a restriction on your business. So if you could do your work while wearing a mask, uh, they're going to say that that does not qualify you for ERC. Uh, another one uh, that, that may not apply so much for painting business owners, but if you could uh, do work virtually, Maybe you had some office staff or some sales staff and they were able to, you know, use Zoom to do their work from home. Um, that would not be an impact on your business. Uh, you have to be able to show that that your business was restricted uh, and that you didn't have an alternative way of, of doing business. Uh, a fourth point is that not every government mandate is a shutdown order. So, you know, during COVID, I think every state issued at least some kind of mandates or some kind of guidance. And there is a big difference between we recommend people stay home, we recommend businesses, you know, work from home, and we are issuing a government order that requires people to stay home. Uh one is one is a mandate and one is kind of like a suggestion. And unfortunately, suggestions or, um, you know, guidance does not count towards that that shutdown order. One that we've seen a lot is, uh, you know, there may have been a shutdown order or stay at home order in your area, but there's usually businesses that are exempted. And sometimes construction services, including 
painting and refinishing services were considered to be essential businesses. And so they were actually exempted from the overall shutdown order. If that's the case, then you don't have a government order that shut down your business. Yeah. And the bottom line here is that you just got to go back and look at the government order. Like there's some websites that have kept like a database of all the states and the different orders that went out. And so you can basically search your state and then find the order. They look through the orders to see if your business was actually mandated not to be open. And that's the real get to, to get to the ground truth is, is that's what you'll need to do. Yeah. I would, I would just for your own record keeping and own peace of mind, if you are claiming ERC based on a government shutdown order, try to have a copy of that order or at least a reference that you can point back to. Um, and that, and that will really strengthen your position there. Uh, the, the fifth point has to do with the PPP loan forgiveness that was going on during COVID. So, you know, you can get a PPP loan forgiven and ERC. They're, they're not, you know, mutually exclusive. But what you can't do is you can't use wages for PPP loan forgiveness and then use the same wages towards ERC. Uh, the IRS hates double dipping. <laughs> so they say if we gave you money for wages on PPP, you can't come back and get the same money uh, later on. Now, the good news is, is that PPP loan forgiveness is not dependent solely on wages. There's a lot that can uh, qualify you for PPP forgiveness. So go back to your documents, your, your loan forgiveness documents, and see how that calculation was figured. Um, you know, what portion of that loan forgiveness was based on wages paid out? And that will know, uh, that will help you understand if, if you're trying to double dip, if you have to, um, you know, not use some of those wages towards your ERC forgive or your ERC credit. So those are, those are the big five that, that we see. Um, and unfortunately, these are the types of things that some, you know, ERC firms will not tell you about. Uh, the reputable ones are going to be looking at your books. They're going to be asking the questions to make sure that you only apply for what you qualify for. So what do you do if you think that you may have received money that you shouldn't have? Maybe, you know, part of your money uh, should you shouldn't have received or even all of it. Well, this is where the uh, the amnesty comes in. Um, IRS announcement 2024-3 is the IRS Voluntary Repayment Program. And this is a program that uh, allows you to pay back 80% of the ERC money you received uh, if you received interest from, from the IRS on that money, you don't have to pay that back either. So you're able to keep 20% of the money plus the interest. And if you voluntarily sign up for it and agree to pay back the 80%, the IRS will not pursue any kind of penalties, interest. They will not audit you. Uh, it's kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card is the right way to put it. But it's a pretty good program. Uh, and it is based on the idea that the IRS understands just how aggressive and how you know less than honest some of these firms have been, and they're trying to give you know honest people a way out of this mess. 
Now, there is a couple caveats. Uh, you do need to sign up for the program, and you need to provide the names and addresses of any firms that may have helped you apply for ERC. Now, this doesn't mean that the IRS is going to be pounding at their door necessarily, but if they see a pattern of some really egregious claims coming from the same place, it will help the IRS know where to direct their efforts to try and figure out who's abusing the system. Uh, there is a deadline for this. The deadline is March 22nd, 2024. So that's not a lot of time. Uh, if you feel like, like you want to take advantage of this, uh, my recommendation is, is jump on it as quickly as possible because after March 22nd, 2024, this program will not be available. And that means if you do get audited after that time and the IRS decides that you did not qualify for some of this ERC, then you will be required to pay back 100% of it plus penalties plus interest. So, uh, you know, not, not something that we want to wait around on. Yeah. So if you're not sure, definitely look into it. If you got a bunch of money from the ERC and you, you don't feel confident in your position, definitely look into it or have someone else look into it for you to, to make sure that you're good to go. Cause you do have that period of am basically amnesty until March 22nd, 2024. So if, if folks don't, uh, are, are like realize that they don't know, they, they, they shouldn't have taken the ERC. Do they just Google IRS voluntary repayment program for ERC? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I would say talk to your tax professional. Um, I mean, Google, Google's a great initial resource, <laughs> right? And then, and then there's always talk to your tax professional. Uh, it's not, from my understanding, it's not a complicated process. Uh, it's basically signing a letter of intent that says, uh, you know, we will pay back the money, uh, and, uh, we will provide those names and addresses in exchange for the IRS, uh, not pursuing any action towards us. Uh, yeah, check out irs.gov, talk to your tax professional. And one more thing I wanted to mention is, you know, a lot of times this money was received and spent. It's probably not sitting in your bank account or under your mattress, you know, ready to go back to the IRS. If that's the case, there are payment programs available. Uh, the IRS has said that they will consider installment agreements to get that 80% paid back. So, uh, you know, if, if you're in a situation where you may not have the cash, don't panic. Um, this is still something you're going to want to pursue if you received money that you shouldn't have. Yeah. And obviously if you, you did have a legit claim to ERC and you feel confident, you don't have to worry about any, any of this. Uh, you know, if you, if you have a government order in hand and you abide by the rules, you'll, you'll be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we just, you know, we want to make sure everybody dots their I's, crosses their T's, has their paperwork in order uh, because, you know, normally, the IRS has about three years if they want to go back and, and change something on your tax return. With ERC, that has been extended to five years, and there's talk about pushing it out to even longer. So this is something that they're going to be examining and auditing for years to come. Uh, this is kind of our window if we're not quite sure. Uh, so I would say, you know, try to act right away. Um and if you do have a legitimate claim, then you deserve the money. I'm glad that you got it. Uh, just have that, you know, either that, that bookkeeping that shows that reduction in revenue or that government shutdown order 
and understand how your claim was based so that you can defend it in case of an examination. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And if you have questions, we have the Facebook group. Uh, by all means, drop your questions in there. Yeah, go to grow your go to Facebook, type in Grow Your Painting Business, and uh, join us and let us know your thoughts, questions, ideas for future episodes. Love to hear from you. Yeah, appreciate you listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.